Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Danny Pellegrino here with a very merry, iconic podcast here to tell you about AMC Plus. With best Christmas ever on AMC Plus, every day feels like Christmas morning. From new holiday favorites like Elf and one of my personal favorites, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, you can spend the holiday season opening up only the good stuff. Plus, you'll get a stocking stuffed with highly acclaimed AMC series like The Walking Dead and Mad Men, new series like Gangs of London and The Walking Dead World Beyond, and you're also getting your favorite iconic Christmas movies without having to search. AMC Plus is available on all your devices. AMC Plus, only the good stuff. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to the world's biggest, bestest Belarusian Football Grad podcast. This is the Football Grad Network and I'm your host Manuel Fed, and I am very excited for another episode of Belarusian football. Like very, 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 very excited. Like I can't wait to discuss everything about Energetic BQ, Gorodea, Dinamo Minsk, Belgina, Dinamo Brest, Torpedo, Belas, Shodino. All those clubs, I can't wait to discuss all of it. I'm like so, so excited. But you know what else I'm really excited about? Very, very excited about this too. Um, you probably heard it. You probably were confused when this podcast started because you heard different music. Yeah, we got a new song. And, um, Tim, you, you, you did this song. You made it with your own bare hands and your voice and everything. It's, it's quite remarkable. Yeah, I'm so lucky. I'm so happy because we're like our uh, song, which my band plays, um, became the uh, the intro song for the brand new um, episodes of Football God Podcast. Uh, this is our version of a song uh, by the band called Bonnie M called Rasputin, Ra Ra Rasputin, Russia's greatest love machine, and uh, we felt like that was a, f- uh, um, a fitting tune to start the show. And I'm very very excited that my band su- get, got such a brand new audience and hello 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 this is gonna be great yeah it's, it's going to be great and it's fantastic that we have a new song um for some thank pe- you for that yeah it's, i mean like various reasons uh some people thought uh listening to the soviet national anthem i personally thought it was glorious but um i guess we had to finally move on after many many years um i don't even know how many years but it's been many many years we kind of had to move on. Um, I think, Andrew, we've actually been doing this for three years now. Is that correct? Um, Andrew Friend, everyone, from Russia, as always. Yeah, hello, hello. Great success, everybody. Um, yeah, I think, uh, God, three years it must be. Well, if you think about it, Manny, the way I tracked our, our time working together, I remember our first game we reported together at the world's greatest stadium of all time. Mm-hmm. Um against the greatest team of all time. Um, uh, and uh, Mr. Schweinsteiger to, was rather... To main us. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Oh, you know, the most warm, welcoming, luxurious surroundings to ever watch or play football in. Um, and that was 2015, I believe it is. And we must yeah. have started podcasting about a year or two later. So, yeah, I guess it must be God, three years at least. Wow, that was wow, the sometime. first Champions League game that I did as a journalist. Same for you, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was our it was our our first uh, uh, UEFA Champions League press passes, and uh, unfortunately, Mr. Van Gaal had instructed all his players not to talk to us afterwards, which was which is disappointing. It was one of my favourite moments um, walking through the mix zone, and uh, Bastian Schweinsteiger walks past, and he doesn't expect anything, and he hears a German voice booming out, "Herr Schweinsteiger, please speak to me." <laughs> And he ignored us. <laughs> uh, five years ago. It was actually pretty much exactly five years ago. Um, yeah, that's, that's actually kind of amazing. So yeah, we did the podcast. We started in 2017 with the podcast. So that's three. No, we started in 2016 with the podcast, Andrew, because, um, the Bundesliga okay. podcast was a little later and we did the first foot gegenpressing podcast trip in 2017 um 
So yeah, it's it's been a while. <laughs> we've we've been through a lot. Um quite quite literally. We've been through a it's lot. It's funny how we transitioned from the Russian podcast to the just pure focus on Belarus football. Yeah, well, well what else are we gonna do? I mean there's this is types of COVID nineteen. Well, same thing. What what you gotta remember is we are the master podcast at segueing from one area into another within a exactly. podcast, the theme of the podcast, you know, we could do the, the the food grad podcast and we'd segue from, you know, sort of Ukrainian food into Siberian food. It, it you know, it, the possibilities are endless. I still want to do that article where I'm gonna rate the different breast boxes around the world. It's going to happen. Your yeah, you, you, should be on top. I want to pitch it though well, to the athletic. They would be up to that sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Manu, I, I'll, I'll say this here and now. You know I'm a committed football grad contributor, but I'm afraid I wouldn't be able to contribute much to that because my articles would consist of how quickly the kettle boils the tea and what layer of chocolate is on the biscuit. And that's about as far as I'll be able to go. With <laughs> I think your story will more like appear in the athletic than mine though, with that sort of storyline. Anyways, oh, this is enough about uh, food. Uh, reminiscing about that, the past. That's a strong start. It's a very strong start. I agree. Um, <laughs> I hundred percent agree with that. It's a very strong start. And what, I mean, what else are we going to talk about in times of COVID nineteen? We could probably just talk about what we do all day. I mean, that's what everyone else is doing. I, I, I sit at home and write articles and watch for COVID nineteen to end. Um, but yeah, that's not fun because, you know, some countries just happen to ignore COVID-19. Um, they just pretend it's not a thing, even if, you know, players on the hockey team get it. Um, where it brings us back to our favorite president, Tim. <laughs> uh, Lukashenko. Yeah. I mean, Lukashenko, he's a man, you know, we, we, we were just talking about how, um, before this crisis, it was just kind of, kind of okay to man it up when you had the cold. And still go to work. Um, now that can lead to a major outbreak at something like a chicken farm, like it, it happened in Vancouver. So you don't do that anymore. You're not supposed to man up the cough because, you know, the cough could be COVID-19 and it can make a lot of people sick. Lukashenko thought he could man it up, but, um, buddy is in self-isolation now, Tim, isn't he? It's crazy. It's crazy. He was, um, well, I, I have to be politically correct, but I won't be. But, like, he was, like, man up. Yeah, there's there's no COVID-19 in Belarus. We're all safe. It's all great. You just have to drink a little bit of vodka, eat a little bit of potato, and do the banya, and then you're good to go. And drive the Turns tractor. Out, Don't forget yeah, the tractor. Exactly. <laughs> the, last, the last tractor, ideally, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Exactly. Crazy. Like, so somebody on his uh, hockey team has COVID-19, uh, which is... Remember, a virus that doesn't exist in Belarus. Oh, exactly. Sorry, sorry. I said I should probably quote-unquote COVID-19 or something like this. But yeah, like uh, like you said, like on the, we have here official statistics from Football Grad that Belarus has now 6,723 uh, 6, cases and 55 people have died. But they still don't have COVID-19. So here's the update from you uh, in terms of what's happening in the country. But on a serious note, obviously, this is absolutely um, unacceptable and, like, the whole idea how the, the president is treating this very serious topic um, is a little bit strange to all of us. Um, but, yeah, but we're here to review the Belarus football, so here we are. Yeah, here we are. I mean, Belarus football. But before we go into completely Belarus football, we do have some serious um, COVID-19 news. Andrew, you brought this to our attention. Um, a Kasanka player. Um, those people who don't know who Kasanka is, um, that's the uh, second team for Locomotive, so the, the reserve side, right? I believe they play in FNL now. And um, one of their players has died doing self-isolation. What exactly happened there, Andrew? Well, yeah, I mean, the like you mentioned, Kazanka um, are the, well, one of the feeder teams for Locomotive Moscow. The the young players go through that. And uh, Inokenti Samokhvalov died. He's a 22-year-old and he was training in self-isolation at home and um, he, he just collapsed um, with heart failure. Now, he was training on his own because of, obviously, this whole um, COVID-19 outbreak and the Russian clubs have been... I think relatively well organized with how they have self-contained. Um, but it's a, it's a shocking, terrifying story, to be honest, that a, a 22 year old with 
Um, he leaves behind a wife and a son, and he was not really likely to break into Locomotive Moscow's team. He's 22 years old and is, is not featured for the first team. Um, but, um, you know, the doctors have said he had no underlying conditions before that. They they screened the players like is their moral and legal obligation. They've done all that and there, there wasn't any signs that the, the player was at, at risk of anything. Um, and, and and just and there he is. He he, he drops dead at home. Um, so it's a it's a terrifying thing. And you've got to remember as well. Um, I mean, I hate to bring it up, but it, it is the second player to have died at Locomotive in the last two years. Um, there was another young player, Lomakin. I forget his first name off the top of my head, but um, it, it does happen. Basically, is my point. And I, I, you just simply some things you just simply cannot foresee. So it's a terribly it's terribly sad. Um, terribly sad story amidst all this um, given the precautions that people have been taking so you know Kenti Samofralov uh, no longer with us mm. Tim you have something to add on that yeah I wanted to add that uh, just uh, it wasn't related to the COVID-19 thing unfortunately he had issues with the heart and that kind of that was that was the reason he from what I understand he went to do a training to do a little run and unfortunately he never came back and um, it's, uh, you know, like, uh, I don't know how those things happen in the world. It's really sad because a few days before he just recorded one of those videos when you just like juggle a little ball and then he put mm-hmm. it into a um, home, like, you know, one of those basketball, uh, goals or whatever they call those. And then the next day he wasn't with us anymore. Like it's, it just like, uh, to, to me, the story is just really how it shows like the, the value of life and like how how shit could happen uh very very soon and uh, you know like 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 andrew said he left behind a little child and the wife he was only 22 years old so it's a very sad story and actually like i've been reading a lot in the past couple of days like the obviously like monitoring the russian press and that has been a big 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 News and jerks really, really sad. Like we just like the whole football got through. Just really our condolences because like it's a really unfortunate story because yeah, nothing could do. Yeah, uh, I mean we like to have fun on this podcast. Um, yeah, but the, but the other is like serious stories too. Serious stories have been. I mean this entire virus has has been serious, and you know people have been in self isolation. And yeah, as as Andrew mentioned, it's the second case at locomotive, and um, unfortunately young players um you know we had several cases in 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 years um about you know players dying with heart problems in particular um yeah it's very sad um so all the best to the family and um it's a hard one to find a transition to the next story um so i'm just gonna throw it right out there because we're actually gonna go straight back to belarus and a defender that I always was a really big, big fan of. Um, he's now the highest valued defender in, in the Belarusian Premier League, according to Transfermarkt. Um, and his name is Yevgen Kacharidi. And <laughs> he now plays for Dynamo Brest. Um, this Kacharidi guy, uh, I, I, I was a big fan of him because he used to play for Dynamo Kiev. And I, I noticed him quite early on when I, when I lived in Kiev, which now seems like a lifetime ago, back in 2013. And, uh, I, I was asked back then, like, oh, when I watched the Dynamo game, which ones of the players do you think can maybe make the jump to, to Europe, as they call it there, right? And play in one of the big leagues. And I thought, um, Kacharidi for sure. Uh, Dynamo Kiev are in, in, in extremely bad at selling players. You know, if you, if you have Vadim on, uh, he can tell you all about how terrible they are transfer business, um, the amount of players, with the exception of Chepchenko, that went probably too late to play in one of the European leagues is, is very long. Uh, Kacharide is one of them. And, uh, I, this, this kind of, I completely missed this, but boys, he's, he's resurfaced and he's now actually in the best league in the world playing, uh, for the best team in the best league in the world. So, you know, he's, he is at the pinnacle of his career. Um, current market value, 1.05 million. So not even we can afford him. But, uh, Andrew, that's not really why we're talking about him. I mean, obviously he's the best defender by value in the, in the Belarusian Vishashaya Liga, but, um, he's still a naughty boy a little bit, isn't he? 
<laughs> just a little bit. I mean, the uh, watching the game itself, and it, you know, there's a ball over the top, and he he's he's got relative control over the yeah, the ball's going through to the goalkeeper, and and the the striker sort of brushes past him. It's really nothing in it, and he he flicks a boot. Reported as he kicked a defender, which is just grossly over-exaggerating. He flicks a boot in the direction of the striker. I'm not convinced he even touches him from the replay. Striker goes down predictably, and the guy gets sent off. And I, I would understand, in the heat of the moment, being you know relatively aggrieved at being shown a red card. Um, but uh, Arman Hachiridi didn't just leave it there. Um, he waited for the referee after the game, and... There were varying reports of exactly how much contact was made, but he was very physically aggressive. We've been told to the referee outside his room in the, in the under the state under the stands in the stadium itself. Um, and uh, yeah, they've been taught that his contract is actually going to be ripped up anytime soon. So, um, I mean, it, I, I don't know. I mean, Hachiridi is is a probably if we're being brutally honest a bit too good for the greatest league in the world, the bestest league in the world. Um, he certainly has enough ability, but he is, you know, at his age, he's what, 32, 33 now, I think it is. Um, so he's not likely to get a big move, really, to, to anywhere much better uh, at this age. So I think he's a little bit of a silly boy. Um, I don't I don't blame him for being annoyed at the red card, but approach it, you know, trying to physically intimidate a referee like that is only ever going to end up one way, isn't it? So, unfortunately, uh, his future in the, the bestest league in the world is looking rather suspect right now. I can see why the referee would be afraid, though. I mean, Andrew and Tim, you both have met me. I'm a very tall person. Um, <laughs> I, I can hold my own probably in most bar fights just by size. Even Gasteridi is a big boy. He's a meter ninety-eight. Uh, you know, he has a good three centimeters of me. Uh, I'd be scared. I don't know how <laughs> I would feel as a referee, even just being approached. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, I've met him Gasteridi in the mix zone. I, I felt intimidated just standing next to him. Um, you know, that says quite a bit. It's he, I, I always I see players like him, um, and I think you got everything that it takes to have a remarkable career. And when you go throughout his career, there's always, you know, two paths he could have taken. He could have gone left, which would have led to glory and success, or he could have gone right, which led to a referee or a beaten up or a player, him being sent off because fouling someone. I mean, he was the guy that, uh, you remember when France almost went out against Ukraine? in a World Cup qualifier, in a playoff. Um, and then he got sent off and, uh, you know, Ukraine didn't qualify. Remember that, boys? That's, that's key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's Kaczeridi for you. Uh, it, this is just uh, a career of bad decisions made. And now you're in the best league in the world and you just can't hold it together. It's very sad. I mean, <sighs> just a bit. <laughs> there's a tear rolling down my cheek for a career lost. <laughs> I mean, how many players around the world are like right now want to play in this league? I mean, I'm, I'm kind of actually being semi-serious. There's not many opportunities to play football at the moment. So, yeah. The, well, the, it's definitely better than Tajikistan, Turkmenistan, and Nicaragua. Which we still don't. I, so, I've actually, good thing that you're bringing up Nicaragua, uh, Tim, because I've actually talked to the bosses. We're doing our best to add it to transfer market because we don't have it. Please. Uh, we don't, we have Turkmenistan? No, we have Tajikistan, but not Turkmenistan. One um, of two. One of the two. Let me actually look this up real quick. Because I think we should actually really quickly go over those results and see what happened in that league. It's Tajikistan. Yeah. Yeah. That football I'm is sure, there. I'm sure the listeners are just like dying to hear us to talk about it's how. It's the Vishashaya League. Okay. It's the second best league on the planet right now. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah, it's, it, there were games this weekend. Uh, uh, Isti Glol, you're happy to hear us still first. So that, we covered it. We're good. Um, let's go to the Belarusian league. And I, you know, last week we kind of didn't do the results. So let's do the results real quick before we go into the, the main topic of the day, which is more Belarusian football. Cause, uh, what else are we going to talk about? Right, boys? Um, <laughs> Energetic BGU, zero ones, Agorodea, 
Dynamo Minsk beat Neme Grodno. Uh, we're going to talk about Dynamo Minsk quite a bit. Uh, Neme Grodno 2-0. Belshina Smolevicia 1-1. Solikos yes! 1-2 against Slutsk. Uh, yeah, that's your boys. You picked them last week. Yeah, um, we're lost. We're not lost. He didn't lose, yeah. Um, it's looking, it's looking better. We're gonna go over the table in just a second. Don't worry. But yeah, um, Soligorsk against Slutsk. Andrew, the Manchester, we are U- the Slutsk. Yeah, Manchester United of Belarus. They win. And I think they go, <laughs> they go top of the league. Yes, they are. First place. So, uh, Isloch against Slavia 2-1. Ruch 1-0 against FK Minsk. Vitebsk against Dinamo Brest, 1-0. And Bate Borisov, 0-0 against uh, Belas. Torpedo Belas, uh, Shudino. You know, that's a that's very a big break. point for my side, all right? We got a very big point against the biggest, bestest team in the history of Belarusian football. <laughs> all right? That's a, that's a report result. We may have lost first place to Slotsk uh, or goal differential, but it's okay. You still have to play against Bate, so we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, boys, those are the results. Uh, FK Slutsk. Andrew, how are you feeling about the, the table? Well, uh, it, the, the rightful state of affairs is, is in place. So, you know, it's, it's only the bare minimum of what I expected at the start of the campaign. Um, you know, we're sort of, you score one, we'll score two. We don't care. Um, Andrew, you know, I, cannot, you... I cannot hear you talking seriously about Slutsk. This is insane. <laughs> No, no, I mean, no, seriously, you conceded six goals in five games, um, which doesn't sound particularly great. But if you look you look down the table, one, two, three, four teams, including the great Belshina, only four teams have conceded more goals. Um, but, you know, we're Slutsk, we don't care. We're going to score more than you. So, top, top scorers in the league. Um, this was all, uh, yeah, it's uh, not quite what we expected so early on, I will admit. But, um, it's you know, Slutsk are where they should be. Right so, at the top of the park. So you ride with uh, Vitali Pavlov's decision to basically, you know, uh make the most out of results, you know, maximize uh you know, maximize productivity, get the most out of like star striker Abdul Gava up front. Is is that the sort of things that you're behind? Well, uh, the the way I look at it is this. That if you, you can you can debate the the, the greatest bestest league um, continuing on on two grounds. Mm. One is the well the, the medical the moral grounds almost you might say, and I fully understand the arguments against um, continuing it. We've we've you know we've had players uh, you know Belarusian players around the world who are calling for look this is this is going too far. We've got to we've this is irresponsible. However. And I'm not for a second saying, however, to brush over that. And personally, I, I don't think um, the bestest league in the world should be continuing just from the you know the basic logic of it. But if you accept that it is happening, then I think you have to make the most of, of whatever you have. Um, so I think that people should... OK, let's just say if you, you, you should embrace it on one level. You know, it is football. It is sport. Um, and you should be making the most of whatever opportunities you have if it is going ahead. And that's a separate, for me, it's a separate debate to whether it should be going ahead in the first place or not. Hmm. Um, but, and until it isn't, you should be making the most of your opportunity. And I think, you know, I think of uh, President Lukashenko now being in self-isolation and the leak still going on. I think you're safe. Um, you know, I think FK Slutz can, Continue, uh, the glorious path towards the first ever title of anything. But, um, Tim, how about your side? How are you feeling about your result this week? I mean, uh, well, there's, there's two op- ways to approach my team. Yeah. Um, if we look, if we just, um, continue what Andrew was talking about is it's a completely opposite because his team is the first place and, I, and my team is dead last. <laughs> we, so it's completely different but experience. Important point against uh, Belshina because that was a six-pointer. Exactly. It was a six-pointer and then uh, because we got, we pretty much doubled the our point tally. We had one, now we have two. So we pretty much 100% increased the, the point tally which we had before. So things are going great. I think, I think, I think, you know, things are picking up a little bit. Um it, it, it's not easy, but 
we're never supposed to be as you know as 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 posh as a slutsk you know like <laughs> like you know we ah, we you wish you wish <laughs> we are you know we are work, working class team we need to kind of fight our stuff and you know it, it's step by step yeah. unless 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 if you know like in most of leagues right now there's a conversation that you know there's kind of debate should we continue or should we a- end up the league as it is and you know pretty much finish as it was so that will be the only uh the only kind of danger for us because uh lukashenko is in isolation right now he might say stop everything because he can do whatever the, whatever the hell he wants so if he stops unfortunately we would have to relegate to belarusian first league which is Definitely not on our plans, but we will fight as long as we can, and uh, we're not aiming to be as successful as a posh Slotsk team, uh, which Andrew supports, <laughs> but we're doing our best. Uh, yeah. Tim, Tim, look, look at it this way, Tim. If, if the league was closed this week, uh, before this weekend, then I think really you'd be better off that way because you're going to be absolutely humiliated on Sunday um, in the... Uh, the, the football grand, the new football grand derby. Oh so, my god! Um, but, but oh personally, my god. personally, Tim, I think I think you're looking at this the wrong way. You should hope that the league is closed before you get, you know. Um, well, there was a vernacular phrase that would fit the situation perfectly. It's probably not appropriate. For, I think we probably uh, already X-rated, so whatever. <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll have your ass handed to you on the platter then. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> there we go. Um, Nina, get the X-rated uh, rating on. Um, so yeah, Tim, if it gets stopped now, uh, it will be a good compromise. Slutsk will be the rightful champions, as everybody knows they should be, uh, and you'll be spared the embarrassment of losing the Football Grad Derby 5 6 0. So win win. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Slutsk <laughs> is definitely is taking on Belshina on, on Saturday. So that is the, the match to watch if you know you want to watch it. Um, Tim, you hopeful for that one at all? I mean. Well, I just looked it up today. It's at four o'clock, at four a.m. o'clock in, on Saturday, uh, so I have nothing else to do. So I'm going to be watching it. Uh, hopefully, Andrew will be watching it as well, so we can exchange a couple of feisty um, remarks. But obviously, as long as it's going on, because like it's a big game, um, uh, we are all getting ready. With all our society, we're just all getting ready to get a little bit problems to the team, which is uh, unrightfully so. Was trying to get to the Champions League. Um, working class people are getting ready, my friend. So, see you on Saturday. Good. Um, I, I, I am really excited. Of course, my team is going to back, back the, the table, the top of the table. Uh, yeah, it, it's good for you. So, Manu, you should be on my side. Because uh, if we win, uh, then you go to the top of the uh, table. I want Belchina to stay in, in the league because I believe that traditional clubs like Belchina should be... <laughs> They have to have a spot yeah, in the first division. And absolutely think, you know, no, it's not a good thing. I mean, FK Slutsk had their moment in the sun. It was, it was a good time. Um, it's fun, you know, Agree. but rightfully so we built the biggest trucks on the planet, right? <laughs> and we have trucks that yeah. are so big that we can play in them. We can warm up in them while we drive, um, to you away game and. Hundred percent, the torpedo is gonna take back the top of the table. We're going to roll over Ruch. Yeah? We're gonna just smash them. And uh, if we have to, we'll do a goal differential. But I'm I'm hundred percent convinced that um, Belshina is gonna help us out on the weekend. And no, 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 none of that talk about Lukashenko. He's he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna you know he's gonna man call it out and be fine. Um, you know, no, no calling of the league quite yet. He can do that next week when we're back on top of the table. Um, call out, call out, call the championship then. How about that? Um, one, one little side note, boys, that we're, we're overlooking in all of this. Um, greatest all of those three teams we focus on are, um, the second top goal scorer in the league, which admittedly there are about 15 players joints, uh, second top goal scores, including the great Miljevski, is a former FC Tumen player. Um, actually, I'll tell you what. Let's do, do a quick little um, on-the-spot brainstorm quiz. See if you guys can tell me which one of those players is the former Tumen player. If you look oh, on the the, 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 the the top goal scorers list, uh, you can get it on Sokoway. You've got um, Energetics. Uh, Yashiboyev is top scorer of three. And then you've got a whole load on two. Which one is a former Tumen player of those on two? 
Uh, one sec, let me open the... Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, that's I should a very good, that's a very good saying, question. I mean, I, I should preface this by saying he was absolutely useless at Chiman, um, and I was quite happy to see him go, to be honest, but he's doing okay in the bestest league in the world. Artem Setok. We can get anything delivered from furniture to toilet paper. And now, adult beverages with Drizzly. Drizzly lets you compare prices from local liquor stores on a huge selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get them delivered right to your door in under 60 minutes. And right now, Drizzly's giving all new customers $5 off their first order. Just enter promo code EASY5 at checkout. Download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com. It wouldn't be the holiday season if there wasn't candy, right? Celebrate the holiday season with the Holiday Crush. They've sprinkled candy with a holiday theme and fun-packed challenges every week for five whole weeks, finishing on January 4th. The more challenges you complete, the better your chances of unwrapping delicious rewards. So, are you ready to crush the holidays? Play the Holiday Crush now. Download it from the App Store, Google Play, or Windows Store for free. Terms and conditions apply. No. Well, let me see. So, are you talking like the people who all scored two goals? Like, there's like million of them, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you look on soccer, it's on the, uh, the, yeah, the first yeah. page. It's on that first page, yeah. Yeah. So, right now, um, we're looking at the top scorers of Belarus League, and there's like 15 uh-huh. people who scored two goals, and you're looking for the player who uh, played for Chuma. Yeah, yeah. This is very interesting. <laughs> I mean, if you if you look at, at, at that list um, while you guys are having a look and thinking, there actually there was you know we we do joke about um, the bestest league in the world, but there are some players on there who I genuinely think have serious serious quality. One of my favourite players, uh, I don't it's going to sound odd this, but one of my favourite players in the Russian Premier League since I've really been following it um, is Stanislav Dragun. I yeah. I thought he was such quality on the ball. Um, I was quite surprised to see him leave Russia because I thought he could have gone on to uh, a slightly a slightly bigger club. Um, and I mean, of course, Milievsky down there too. So, you know, people are going to make comments, they're going to joke about it because it's the only league that we've got left to watch almost. Um, but, you know, um, Dragun at uh, Dynamo Moscow was, um, well, and Kirill, I suppose, as well. But I mean, he was he was a really... For me, a really classy player. I would have been happy with him at most clubs, to be honest. But um, all right, boys, what do you think then? Any ideas uh, on? Yeah, I'm looking right now at the list. It's very confusing. There's a whole bunch of people who I don't know who the hell they are, and the people who I know they never played in Tumin. So it's it's a, a bit of a gamble. Andre Shukli. Andre Shukli. Mr. Andrew Kuklay. I know as a little bonus, he also played for Ural too. He didn't play for us for long. Really? Because he was so bad. Andrey Kuklay, yeah? yeah? Yeah, he plays for Slavia now. Yeah. And um, by the way, you should be looking up those things at, uh, a transfer market and not soccer way. We have like, because we have the full transfer history here. So, uh, but boys, <laughs> um, I mean, there's, there's a bunch of things that you can, you can do. And uh, one thing that we have is like, you can build this top 11 and, uh, I just threw up this, this thing, the, the most valuable players. And is, there is some interesting names on there. If you like, if you do it that way, Tragoon is one, right? Um, there's a Brazilian called New York playing in midfield. He's a market value of 1.32. Kacheridi, most valuable defender. Shabitsky, an interesting goalkeeper playing for Bate. Um, Filipovic and Kopitovic for Bate as well. I mean, there, there is, you know, we laugh about it, but there is actually some quality in this league. Um, so if you are getting into watching this league, we really, you know, people around the world, a lot of people have jumped on the Slutsk bandwagon, like Andrew as a Manchester United fan. That's quite common, you know, bandwagon <laughs> fan. It happens. So it was an e- easy pick for him. Um, in fairness, we kind of picked the team for him, didn't we, Tim? But, um, <laughs> <laughs> This, this begs the question. Not everyone has the luxury of knowing the post-Soviet space and not everyone has the luxury to just like, most of us grew up with a club, right? Um, I mean, I grew up in Munich, so I'm an 1860 fan. Andrew grew up in Manchester, so he's not a city fan. Uh, yeah, he, you know, he, he supported United. 
Um, Tim is from Russia, so obviously he chose Spartak. So it's my dad. His dad, you know, it's not it's not something that we decide. It's kind of like given to us. Um, but all of a sudden, all these teams are not playing. So kind of thinking we should maybe help our listeners out a little bit if they're now getting into Belarus and haven't jumped on the Sluts bandwagon yet. Who should they pick? And I That's think a pretty good idea. Yeah, we should kind of like say, okay, look, let's start at the very top. And I, this is the easiest one. If you like success, and yeah, we have like joked about uh, Tobido, Chudino, and Slutsk, and uh, Vitebsk, and all those teams are at the very top. But honestly, we have to start with the biggest club. And that's Bartu Borisov, right? They won the championship 13 times in a row before they finally got dethroned uh, at the end of last year. They are a team that has beaten Bayern Munich in the Champions League. Um, they have taken points of Atletico Madrid. This, this is a team that has some serious pedigree. Their, their stadium was the first football-specific stadium in in Belarus. It's a beautiful arena. Uh, you know, we we write those previews for Football Grad, Andrew. We always put a photo in of yeah. of the stadium, and it's it's probably one of my favorites um, aesthetically. It's it's a beautiful arena. So I think we start with them. And it's quite easy. I mean, they are like the Bayern, the Juve, or the Manchester United, the true Manchester United of Belarusian football. They win a lot, don't they, Andrew? I mean, they are. If you're the success yeah. fan and you like success, that's your team, isn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, just purely on the the relentless amount of success they win, you'd have to go for for Bayern on that sense. But I'd say if you want to be even more up to date. But they, the fact that they are stumbling at all is, is quite remarkable. They ought to be running away with this league for the next 10, 15, 20 years, unless something catastrophic happens at the, um, the Borisov automobile and tractor <laughs> factory. Um, so I, I mean, I wouldn't argue if people liken them to Bayern or, or Juventus, um, or perhaps even Celtic in Scotland, but I would, I would argue United simply because they perhaps are rest, not resting on my laws, but they, their reputation alone is, is not sustaining them any longer. Uh, Bayern, I can't imagine they'll ever um, drop out of the direct title race, if not win it um, consistently for years to come. But now you're looking at the mighty Slutsk as an example. You've also got historic sides in the league who are, are challenging them and they are, they've lost that sheen of invincibility. So uh, if you're looking for a reasonable chance at success. I mean, they, the backing that they have, the facilities they have, they really should be right up in the European race for Champions League or Europa League places. Uh, and yet they're not guaranteed success in this current atmosphere. Then Bate would be the team for you. Um, they do have a long list of good coaching players. So there, there's, there's enough there to keep you interested, certainly. But Andrew, like you said about the catastrophic event, the, unfortunately, catastrophic, oh, sorry catastrophic event happened to them because their longtime owner, uh, Kapski, uh, unfortunately he passed away. And that's the big, big, big challenge for the club because um, they were secured financially and that was them to get into that top level mm. of the Belarus football and then eventually get to Champions League and get that money. And unfortunately we spoke about this before on this podcast when, you know, when we talk about the uh, kind of the third level of the leagues, the Norways, the Belaruses, the Ukrainians, the teams which like consistently win uh, opportunity to play in Champions League and get the money, uh, they just become so above of the average uh, of the league because they make so much money from the European football. Uh, they're just like able to buy players from all the other teams. And that was kind of but but their story. But unfortunately... Um, well, it's a sad story again, unfortunately, what we have to talk about. But Kapski passed away and now his son is in place. And then his relative, who was also Kapski's obviously a relative, is coaching the team. So that's why they're going through this tough period right now. And um, I was going to compare them to Manchester City uh, because like they came into the money. But like with that story, I don't think it is accurate. It's just kind of like, you know, one of those PSG Man City clubs which is now failing, and I don't think there's like an example which we can, which we can find in European football. 
Yeah, it's a good point. It's almost like a reverse Manchester City story. Mm-hmm. I get, I, I see what you mean by that. So, um, I mean, it's there isn't a direct parallel that springs to mind, but I, that's that, the only reason I say Manchester United is because of the 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 rise, sustained yeah. success, and mm. subsequent um, subsequent fall. Uh, put it this way: they're not a club you can ignore. So, if you want a club that is not just going to fly under the radar and gradually build up, you want a club that's going to have headlines. Is is going to and then still has a reputation, like we mentioned, the sustained success. That they, they will be able to draw players in on their reputation of facilities. There's, there's, you, you don't quite know which direction they're going. In. So for that alone, I, I think we should vote Manchester United for Bata Borisov. Yes, we should, absolutely, one hundred percent. And I think Manchester City are Dinamo Brest. You know, they're like that yeah. new new boy on the on the like the new boy on the block. Um, I mean, they drove Diego Maradona um, <laughs> on a gigantic truck <laughs> through the stadium and announced <laughs> all these big money signings and, and dethroned Bate. You know, they are the they are the noisy neighbors, 100%. I, I, I think I agree because like they bought the expensive players. Like we just mentioned Hachiridio on the uh, a little bit while ago. Milevsky plays for them. They have quite a few interesting other players, which other clubs might not be able to afford. They um, came into the league. They won the league after 13 years of Bate being just the kings of the Belarus leagues, and they they're there. So I think I think I think correct. Uh, now Brest is Manchester City. Yeah, and I think you know we have to also talk about you know the big historic side, um, Dynamo Minsk. You know they were the, they were the big team in the Soviet Union, right, Tim? I mean they won the uh, yeah. Soviet Vishaya Liga in 1982, which, you know, the Soviet Vishaya League was like the Champions League of, of the communist world. And I actually mean that they, it was a big, very, very successful league, um, with some very big names and winning that league is not a lot of teams that won it. So winning that league is like the equivalent of winning like a European trophy. It's not easy to yeah. do. Um, and they won it in 1982. Uh, the only team for Belarus to ever win a league championship. Um, in the Soviet Union and there were the big boys. I mean, in the Soviet Union, when the Soviet Union fell apart, um, they were naturally had that advantage, um, over other teams by, you know, just because they had the money, they had like the, the, the they were fueled by, um, the Communist Party, the, the, Repu- in the Republic of, of Belarus, right? Uh, being situated in Minsk, having the biggest stadium, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, won seven league titles in Belarus, but haven't really been successful. Haven't won anything since 2004. Now, they are the big traditional club in Belarus. And for me, they're a little bit like Hamburg or mm-hmm. Newcastle, you know, or uh, Nottingham Forest. One of those, it's a sleeping giant without a doubt. Or Everton, right? Like one of those like, big teams that used to be a really big team and the fans still think they're a big team, but really not that much anymore. Um, because, um, obviously they, they, there's other teams that have progressed better, but what's all really fascinating, and this is why I think that Hamburg is a very good comparison. They have are actually a rich owner, right? And they have, fueled and put in a lot of money into this club but it's just not working for them and that's really fascinating because you would think they came close a couple times to um, take the championship away from Barton but it never really quite happened so for me it's a good comparison to you know that sort of club like they're like the the big old grand dame that hasn't really won anything in a while I think that's a good comparison (laughs) I I, I agree sorry go on Tim you go you go I'll, I'll be quick, Andrew. So, like, uh, to me, I think you, you, uh, you picked up beautiful examples, like all those examples, nail it on the, on the, on the, absolutely the topic, uh, Everton, uh, Hamburg, all those teams. Uh, I will, uh, a little bit draw parallel to our usual topic, uh, which is the Russian Premier League, yeah. and I would compare them as, uh, Dynamo Moscow. Dynamo yeah. Moscow is absolutely legendary club yes. in the Soviet Union. And um, right now, they're obviously don't doing well. They got relegated to FNL. Right now, they're somewhere in the middle of the table. 
well, I sh- sorry about saying that they're above my team. So, <laughs> 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 but anyways, but like I would say the comparison um, to to the Russian Premier League it would be Dynamo Moscow. Andrew, sorry, yeah, go ahead. No, no, absolutely. I mean, uh, if 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 you will indulge me just for a moment and completely ignore European success, then there's only one club for it, and that's Liverpool. Um, domestically, Liverpool have had a, a quite incredible history, but they they live in the past. And um, uh, <laughs> I know some people we work with are Liverpool fans, of course. Um, but the, <laughs> the truth is, domestically, domestically it, in England, it's absolutely nailed on. European, yes, okay, they may have won a couple of trinkets in the last few years that nobody really cared about or paid paid attention to. Um, but no, as a complete comparison, I, I 100% agree. Genoa and Moscow would be nailed on over here. And, and Manu Hamburg, I, I think, would be the best um, club to compare them to. That listeners who are more familiar with Western European teams. Um, so I think those two are more accurate. But uh, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely Liverpool domestically for the complete lack of domestic success in the last three or four decades. So, you know, sorry, I just had to say that. <laughs> I think that's actually not a bad comparison. Because like Dynamo Minsk are a, a big historical club. I like the Dynamo Moscow comparison too, because like it seems like that a lot of the Dynamo teams um are struggling now, you know, have sort of rested on the laurels um a little bit after because they, they, they were given a head start um to other teams, right? And didn't really have to reinvent themselves. My, one of my favorite stories is that when I moved to Kiev and I lived there uh, Dynamo Kiev didn't think they needed to advertise in Kiev because they thought that everyone knows them anyways, right? And, um, it was similar to that with Dynamo Tbilisi in, in, uh, in Georgia. They're like, why would we advertise? Everyone knows who we are, right? It's, it's kind of like, it has that little bit, sounds a little bit familiar to what Dynamo Moscow did for a while. So that, that's a good comparison. But boys, we have, we have a few other ones. Um, there's one interesting one and we have actually a story up on them. Um, that's Isloch. And they're a very small, um, team that have sort of, you know, come up through the ranks and, um, really kind of recreated themselves. Very innovative in a lot of ways. And I think they're kind of like the Hoffenheim of Belarusian football. So if you're into like, um, a young team with almost no history. They're kind of like for you. Plus they have a cool name. Like Isloch means Raven, right? Tim, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah and, um, my version would be, uh, Krasnodar in Russia. Mm. Like a young team, which just focuses on the young talent and like bringing up. Um, again, maybe not, uh, the team which is familiar to many of our, our listeners, but hopefully they are because like if they like Russian football, then they, they will be. But yeah, it's, it's an in- interesting team, um, with a very charismatic, uh, logo. Yeah. Uh, you can see like the wolf or like the, uh, East Lodge, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just, just looking at you. Um, pretty, uh, you know, metal or punk rock. Uh, logo for a football club, uh, which obviously I love. Um, but yeah, again, a team, uh, which is, um, like you said, it's based in Minsk. Uh, like we said, there are four teams, uh, in Belarus, uh, which are from Minsk. So there's a derby feel as well. But again, the team, which is young and coming up and, um, uh, an interesting club. So here we go. Then, of course, we have the, the classics, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we picked a couple already, so we don't need to go over Torpedo. Um, although I still think that's a pretty sweet name for a team, especially if you combine it with a big truck. Um, massive trucks and torpedoes. Super. Um, <laughs> super. Um, but yeah, I mean, Energetic, another team based in Minsk. And then there's Schachtjör. Um, I mean, I think Russia, Tim, is the only league in the post-Soviet space that doesn't have a Shakhtar, right? Yeah, you're right. Uh, definitely not in the top division, not in the first two divisions. There was, well, when I was young, when I was a kid, and I still lived in Russia, in our uh, little uh, second league zone, we had a team called Shakhtar, but they were very short-lived. But like, generally speaking, no. Like, Andrew, you probably should be having, instead of FK Timen, you should be having a Shakhtar team. I think we briefly lost Andrew here, but yeah, he should. 
Well, because he lives, he lives, he lives in the area where, um, where like they develop lots of, uh, and um, well, that's not very. Well, it's not exactly like I should not be talking about the commodity development and. Um, but there is a team the, across the border, isn't there? In Kazakhstan, Shakhtar Karaganda. Absolutely, yeah. You, wow, that's a good knowledge, Mano. That's very, very good. Um, a funny story. My band, uh, when I used to live in Russia, we went to uh, play a show in Karaganda, yeah. which is uh, where Shakhtar is from, and. Um, Imagine that. So we're just like a small band from Novosibirsk. We've been doing good, like in our Siberian region. And when we got invited to play a show in Karaganda. So um, just to paint the picture, uh, the uh, bus ride was 19 hours. So just imagine being in the bus for 19 hours. So when we arrive, we get to the Karaganda and we get uh, greeted by the promoter who organized the show. Uh, we go to their place and we see... Manu, I won't lie to you. It's absolutely insane. It was probably like a 10-meter table covered with food. So we just get there to a place. It was absolutely insane. It was beautiful. We're like, okay, and it's all traditional Kazakhstan food. I haven't tried it. all those dishes. It was beautiful. So I'm I'm just like, we're all just like blown away. Like we've just been in, in a bus for 19 hours. And then we get to this beautiful table and we've been uh, treated like kings. So after that, we go uh, for a walk, um, we have some fun, and then the next night is a show. We get to the club where we're supposed to play, and just to reminder, we are banned from Siberia, from Novosibirsk. We get to the place, and it says our band name, and in the bracket it says Moscow. And I just asked the promoter, listen, we're not from Moscow, we're from Novosibirsk, we're from Siberia. And then the promoter says, yes, I know, but if you say in brackets Moscow, more people will show up to the show. This is our trick. <laughs> so he says, could you please, if somebody asks you, how's the music scene, how's life in Moscow, could you please talk how's life in Moscow? I was like, well, I'm not really from Moscow, <laughs> but okay. So, and a few people came up to me, said like, hey, you guys from Moscow? I was like, Yes, we are. So I had to pretend like I'm from Moscow. Even I, I've been like to Moscow, like only probably like a, <laughs> 10 times or something. And I've been probably total there for like a month. Uh, but yeah, but that's how they treat, uh, music and everything in Karaganda. So yeah, that's a little, uh, story about how things are done in Kazakhstan. So not only is Karaganda the place where you, uh, had a stint with your music career pretending you're a Moscow rock star. Um, <laughs> It's also not only the place where a team from named Shakhtia plays that actually has played in Europe, believe it or not, but it's also, I had to, I just looked this up and this, this news popped up. Um, UEFA also banned the killing of live animals before European competition <laughs> games because someone slaughtered a sheep before Shakhtia Karagandhi played in a UEFA Cup game because that's for good luck in Kazakhstan. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> exactly. I heard a story. This is definitely another story to laugh. Sorry that, you know, like, I laugh because like this is, should not be a funny story. But I heard a story from a player who played in Kazakhstan and then he, I think he moved to Russia. And he said, really, I didn't have a chance because like the whole team lines up. They kill an animal. And they're like, okay, that's a good sign for the game. And he's like, I was blown away. Like, I didn't know what to, like, I didn't know that was going to happen, but we all lined up. They killed the, the animal and then like, okay, go play. And he was like, I was like, I was disturbed. Like, I didn't want to see that. Like, it was all like different to me. And, uh, well, um, luckily they banned this thing, at least the European matches. Unbelievable. But yeah, so, um, that's our quick trip to Kazakhstan. Uh, we covered that. Tim, is there any other names that like stick out to you that you know when you look at that list? Uh, we covered quite a few. We covered some last week. Um, you know, the, the tires stuck out to you, which I, I still think is, is quite hilarious. We have a Slavia. Seems like there's always like, but a Slavia, you know, I always like associate Slavia with like Czech, Czech teams more rather than like teams in, in Belarus or Russia or any post-Soviet space. Yeah, Slavia Prague is like the classic yeah. uh, European team which played. Mm, to me, if I look, like, obviously, like the Slutsk, they got the whole attention and they're the leaders of the table right now. And I've been just enjoying the absolutely the, uh, the, the Facebook group, which I just joined and I'm having so much fun just watching. If anyone from the listeners who 
you know, just by accident listening to this and haven't heard about Slutsk, just find the Slutsk group on Facebook. There's about 5,000 people. It was started in Australia who just like really picked up the whole, let's say, humor of the name Slutsk and just like became the diehard fans of Slutsk. And I think it's so entertaining, especially in a time when we have no football at all. Um, so that's the team to, um, to watch out. And, um, like I said, like, well, my team is, well, the, the team I picked, uh, Belsinaba Brusk. Um, good choice, it, Tim. Good choice. Well, good choice, like, last, dead last on the league table. Uh, but, uh, the whole idea there, like I said in, in the last podcast, uh, it's a very funny name for Russian speaking people because it's pretty much says Belarus Tire. So, like, your club name is Belarus Tire. So, not Tottenham. Not Juventus. It's Belarus Tire. That's your name of the club. And the whole idea is well, Baburusk. It's uh, going a little bit, little bit back, probably about 10, 15 years into the internet um, fun times. When you know, like you always like right now, especially right now, we have so many memes and so many internet jokes that it's really hard to keep. But when the internet was developing, developing in the early 2000s. Babrusk uh, was kind of like a joke city where you really describe something which is like really like horrible, funny place, and you would call it Babrusk. So my club is Belarus Tire from uh, from Babrusk because if you like, even if you translate this name to, to Russian, it's just like a weird place. Like uh, <laughs> that's why I picked this team. We're not doing well, but at least we have two points. Yeah, doubled your point total. Um, 200%. 200%. 100% of your point total, yeah. Well, I, I think we're pretty much done for this week. Um, you know, I just have to kind of mention this here. I think Andrew left. Um, you know, he has to pick up some sort of important document. He just put this in the chat. I think his career arrived. Something about a Russian visa and being allowed to stay in the country is, and something like that. Probably not that important, right, Tim? But, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like last week, um, I just want to remind everyone to, yes, we're, we're trying to be humorous about this, but please take this serious. Um, if you are sick, do not try to demand this out. Stay at home. Don't be a Lukashenko. Don't go to work sick and make everyone else sick. Stay at home. Stay safe, guys. Listen to our podcast. Listen to a bunch of other podcasts. Um, there's great content out on, on Football Grad. There's great content out on Transfer Mark. We, we just introduced a new game. So um, check that out. And Tim, uh, listen to Tim's music, right, Tim? Um, you guys have lots of music that you can probably listen to in this time of COVID-19. Absolutely. Like for, for us, this is so exciting because really, like I obviously love everything what Football Grad does as our society, as our little group of people who are like absolutely insanely passionate about football, that my song is part of this. Uh, well, not my song. It's a song by Bonnie M, but the song which my band uh, did a version of, and uh, it's a part of that. So it's absolutely fantastic. You can listen to more of our music in any streaming platform under uh, Russian team and Paul Burez. And um, we have a few, quite a few new ideas which came to my mind into into this period of lockdown and there will be quite a few more uh, football related songs so we're actually doing a little bit of i came up with the idea of doing, doing little bit little bit of a football project uh mixed with punk rock music so hopefully maybe once we get out of this whole situation we will have quite a few more uh, football related songs and i'm hopefully i'll be able to share it with uh uh, friends of the football club network yeah absolutely and we're going to make sure to tweet this out and yeah give this song a listen um we should probably make you know when we tweet out this podcast with the new song make it possible for listeners to find you as well so um, we're going to make sure that's happening as well um sp spread the love a little bit right um about, thank you about this punk russian punk band um that has played all the way in, in karagandi uh, <laughs> pretending they were from moscow it's great stuff <laughs> Anyways, boys, that's it from this week. Um, until next week, from the biggest, best Belarusian podcast, Das Vedanje.
It wouldn't be the holiday season if there wasn't candy, right? Celebrate the holiday season with the Holiday Crush. They've sprinkled candy with a holiday theme and fun-packed challenges every week for five whole weeks, finishing on January 4th. The more challenges you complete, the better your chances of unwrapping delicious rewards. So, are you ready to crush the holidays? Play the Holiday Crush now. Download it from the App Store, Google Play, or Windows Store for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.